Hi, Matt. Hey, Ralph. What's up, Chris? Don't like that the timer started at 10 seconds. So who knows how this episode starts? <laughs> it's not like anyone's going to edit it. Welcome to Building Up To It. It's like a podcast. It sure is. Thank you to all the people who left awesome comments. We had a good amount of, yay, 2014, or yeah, 1996 should be the winner. I don't think anyone said, but what about 2012? Right. We all yeah. know 2012's a loser. But that was fun. Welcome to a bracket list building up to it. If what are we going to do with ourselves at the end of this? Now show? back to our 12-minute format. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any suggestions for a weekly segment that adds on itself, like the bracket, let us know. It probably won't be another bracket because that'll be too similar. But Matt well, and I have, have some one. ideas. We're I think we should do more shows like that Ninjago show. I really enjoyed that. We we can only look at so many themes where we looked at all the themes. Well, I mean, that'll give us what? How many? How many shows? At least twenty. We've already looked at a handful of them, and somehow we don't remember which ones we looked at. You have to tell us. <laughs> Somebody said, somebody leave a comment. So I don't think I got any Lego this week. No, I got, I got some traded in. I listed some Lego. I don't know. I got another consignment person who's mailing me a couple boxes of stuff to add to the store. Then that, how goes Operation uh, Database? Uh, for the automation. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's we're working on it. I have the current plan plus some amendments I've made to it, which are a minor amount of extra work I have to do at the end of every month. As um, a little concession for them. I don't want to say concession because that means they win. Yeah. <laughs> But it is a little bit of extra work on my part that might be a little bit more beneficial to them. Uh, I'm I'm living with it. <laughs> what do they say when you have the disease? You're not you're not suffering from it. You're living with it. Yeah, I'm living with consignment. Um, I, I don't know. It it's happening. I'm. I'm confident with the amount of sales, the amount, amount of sales the store is making. We did, I think it was the the third best month ever in gross sales last month. Hopefully it makes me pop up on the highlighted stores list uh, next month. I think that would apply. Last month's sales will, will factor in next month on that top 60 in the world list. Hopefully I bump back into that list. I've been in there three times, I think. And that's and just a really good feeling. Or is it What's just that? a good feeling? Is it, it's is a good it help feeling. Yeah, just a good feeling? I mean, you'd have to go to the blanket there are stores in the world page on BrickLink to see that list on the side. It gives you this little badge on your profile page. I'm not sure if it's visible publicly to anybody. Mm-hmm. It might show up in your store somewhere. But it gives you this little pirate dude icon on your action items section if you're in there. But that's it. Hopefully I get on there again sometime soon. We're doing like 400 to 500 orders per month, which is it's nice. And the the kids yeah. have been working more. One of the one of my order pullers got his driver's license and now he's just always working. <laughs> he's not that's reliant on good. like a ride to the store anymore. Well, he needs that gas money. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 uh that's me. Anybody else got anything? I uh I'll go I'll go next. I uh, a friend of mine had found this um and gave it to me, so I took it. I like it. It's the uh, state capitol. Oops, and things are falling off. It's a state capitol building. It's got some missing pieces, so I need to the U.S. capitol building. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. What did I say? State Capitol building? It's the state capital of Washington, D.C., the state. 
Yeah, so I got that. There's like a few pieces missing there that I gotta, I gotta find um, and, and finish building it, and then I'll just take it apart and put it back together again. So that was that was kind of cool. You, you mentioned like you're doing 400, 500 orders a, a, a month. Like I just reached 500 orders on Bricklink yesterday. I think it was. So. I know. I've been seeing some of the people's posts about reaching milestones of feedback or orders received. And I'm, I'm waiting until I see somebody bragging about this, where the number can be directly translated to something I do in a much smaller time frame. It's like, hey, I just reached 500 orders. It's like, oh, I did 500 orders today or something like that. <laughs> I'm waiting yeah, for yeah. those things to sync up. Just, just make them feel small. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Crush them. That's what it's all about. Being better. Sweet. No. Uh, <laughs> see your enemies driven before you. Yeah, the lamentation <laughs> of the Bricklink sellers. Ah, uh, I was uh, douching around Marshalls one day and I found some clearance. Uh, Lego Movie 2, Sparkle and Shine, whatever. A lot of trans blue trans light blue in those sets so i was like whatever i'll buy them for like you know 16 bucks each sure or that's for a dollar vampire mini that's, that's mini the, the that's the bigger the bigger set like the 70 dollar normal set no that's the bathtub the bathtub one not like the party bus no the the sparkle spa although there are like yeah the spa that's, um, I don't think it was ever seventy dollars. Maybe like sixty, 50 maybe. Maybe, but that's that. Sixteen's a great price, man. <laughs> yeah, it was decent. I grabbed two just for the shits. Uh, other than that, haven't done much. Did some building. Oh yeah, well, let's get into that. What'd you build, Matt? Yeah, well, you know, we talk about building Lego on the show, and we talk about selling Lego on the show, um, but we haven't really ever talked about many alternative uses of Lego or other ways to enjoy the hobby uh, in conjunction with other hobbies, perhaps. And so I had an opportunity uh with to use lego in a tabletop role-playing game i'm sure people are familiar with dungeons and dragons we were not playing dungeons and dragons uh but nerds nerd <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> the pot calling the kettle black right <laughs> we are all nerds <laughs> but yeah anyways so me and my brother are designing kind of like a simpler tabletop system that can be applied to uh any sort of setting sci-fi fantasy cowboys noir horror whatever you know zombies whatever you want to do essentially we're trying to create a accessible tabletop system that could essentially cost zero dollars to play and it could you know doesn't take like because you know everybody's into board games now and some of these board games have rule books this thick, you know, it's crazy. And people play them and they love it. And I think since board games have got more complicated, there's more people interested in tabletop gaming. But when they look at games like Dungeons and Dragons or Shadowrun or Vampire or whatever you want to call them, uh, they have like 50 books. And each book's like $50. It's like nobody wants to do that. That's not fun. What's worse is when you're playing those games and you just want to have fun and there's somebody who goes like, well, actually, in the Races of Stone, there was a table that references this particular skill. And in this one, if this is the rule and it's like, oh, my God, thank you for being here today and making the game so fun <laughs> with your knowledge of the rules and ruining everybody's so fun, you know play experience anyways so we've created a condensed simple system 
and we're play testing it with people. And we were play testing, uh, we were kind of stress testing it with something a bit more complicated, uh, which was Mass Effect. Everybody we were playing with loves Mass Effect. So we're like, well, hell, let's play Mass Effect game. You know, everybody can pick the alien race they want to play. You don't have to be stupid Commander Shepard, all that silliness. And uh, I decided, since Mass Effect is a gun game, shooting guns, a lot of guns, uh, there would be a firing from cover mechanic. And so when we're playing on our table, I wanted there to be cover for the people to hide in behind and i wanted when they saw the sort of playing field the environment i wanted them to know what they could do so i used lego and i built a bunch of you know sci-fi ish cover similar to what you'd see in the game and uh yeah i'm gonna share i'm gonna screen share and we're gonna show you some pickies oh my god sweet am i doing it pickies not yet Is that that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Sharing away. Getting it good. Am I sharing? Yeah. There I am. All right. So this was actually quite fun. I had some Lego in a bulk bin, and some of these pieces were kind of put together. Uh, And then I built some myself, and I also had some of the new space sets from Christmas. And so I was able to give my players a pretty fun environment to engage their enemies tactically within. And I thought it was it was it was a good time. So they were able to sort of move around on these maps because characters can only move so many squares and blah blah blah. You know, Chris loves tabletop gaming. He's right into this. But am I not scrolling through all these pictures? There we go. Yeah. So this was kind of a fun way to use Lego. Uh, also, because you can take it apart. So when people are blasting stuff with grenades and rockets and biotic abilities, stuff can move and come apart and reduce the cover. And I, as the person running the game, would, you know, adjust people's uh, chances of avoiding damage based on what kind of thing they were standing behind anywho as you can see a lot of these are from the some of the new city space sets that's these little units here are from the satellite they're just the modular pieces and then i built a lot of these little sort of storage units and cargo things and what have you so does the structure actually matter or is it just like i'm standing behind a structure so part you know that that affects part of the game because i'm standing behind well i'm you know some things like this thing here is a generator so you know it would kind of be volatile if fired upon enough Mm -hmm. uh it also created uh game mechanics uh depending on what they were standing around Uh, i can show you in a later picture here oh god here we go uh on this one there was a turret and so they could this thing was a, something they had to avoid because it could shoot them but another one of the characters could use their one of their engine like sabotage abilities to hack it and take over its uh targeting sort of capabilities and so the, it created uh just a good opportunity for them to sort of really place everything because sometimes we're just working on a whiteboard Sometimes there's not even a map at all, and it makes these games kind of hard to picture. And uh, Mm -hmm. the Lego, really, you know, honestly, it was a lot of fun to build the the environment. And I can kind of just keep all these pieces in a box because, you know, Mass Effect, it's all colonies you drop in other areas. And I can just throw together these maps or these sort of uh, environment layouts in like two minutes, and we can dive right into combat or whatever are there like actionable instances with this terrain that you would consider color coding like picture in the uh the tt games uh in any of them because they're all the same 
the different characters you play as can interact with different things in the in in the well that's a great idea i i i had considered you know adding like trans orange things to trans orange uh neon orange to uh objects that could be interfaced with a multi-tool or omni tool yeah um like I'm thinking so of in the Mass Effect, only char- certain characters all can, characters have can the omni affect tool the, like the, sh- the flat silver or whatever, the shiny metal stuff. You need a certain character to to break those because they're you can't just break them like regular studs in the game. So I think Lego would really lend itself well to you uh, color coding stuff like that. We lost them, didn't we? <laughs> As he's sharing. We didn't lose me, which is important, because usually we lose me. But, Ralph, you're still here. Unfortunately. I want to get a close-up here on Matt's face. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Um, Ralph, have you ever played any of the the TT games, the Lego games? No, I didn't. The the video games? Almost got computer games like an old person. you got any of those computer games? Yeah, they, um, uh, the the TT games. I got a, several of them. They they all have the same exact dynamic. It's almost like they just add a skin to the same same game. Uh, I'm sure they built this engine once, and that's all it took for as many Lego games as they ever want to put out. But um, there's a roster of different characters you can play, and those characters fall into different categories based on their abilities so you know this set of characters can jump higher than everybody else this set of characters can like crawl under under small things this set of characters can affect anytime you see uh something in the in the in the level that is blue they can affect that uh and and so you would have to play through levels multiple times in order to go through with each of the types of characters to do all the things that can be done. And what I was suggesting to Matt before he uh, froze and died in, in the Canadian tundra is that <laughs> if, because uh, he's making these terrains out of Lego, now I don't know personally how much interactivity there is with the players and the terrain that he sets up. Right. But he could easily swap parts out for different colors to make it very obvious to everyone who's playing. These are the options. This is how you would interact with them and keep an eye out for that kind of stuff. So know your options. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder what happened to Matt. I don't know. Without the scream dog symbol. No. Scream dogs. Oh, trying to do the Someone thing. had to do it. Yeah, yeah. You can give it a shot, man. All I right, know. well, let's take this opportunity to uh, briefly, briefly mention Lego Masters. We do not want to be the show that talks about it every week for the next seven or so weeks. That is not this show. It has started. Two episodes have aired. Ralph's seen one. I've seen none. That's that. Ralph is not a big fan. (laughs) I I think the show has potential. I think Fox is ruining it, is what's happening. Fox is doing the reality show playbook to a T and just showcasing all of the drama. How much much different would it be if it was on another channel? It is reality TV. It is well, a game show. I, the 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 uh, the example I keep I keep coming up with is like if you've seen Kitchen Nightmares from like the UK version, where like you really have sympathy for the restaurant owners and you you really are into like making wanting that restaurant to succeed. Versus if you watch Kitchen Nightmares on Fox and you just like you don't care because they they've they've shown so much drama and like they've shown the the restaurant owner being an asshole as, as much as possible it's like I don't care like i hope your i hope your restaurant closes down sort of almost the same way here right like they don't don't really focus on the building 
Um, and like uh, the the entire show where they're building, like they just this like, oh, I'm gonna build this thing, or like I don't know which direction I'm gonna go in, or they show like the the teammates like sort of uh, arguing about you know which direction they should go in. And they don't really show like what they're really building and and the intricacies of it. And then like at the end, they put put all the piece all the big uh, builds together into like one big mosaic kind of thing. Uh, the first first episode theme was like build a build a theme park, and uh, so they bring them all together. And there's like the theme park. They had to have one working ride that actually moved right. Like had to use like the power functions, and. Uh, it was kind of cool, but like there was so much detail that each of these teams put into it that you could sort of see at a glance, but they never really dived into it. It's just a shame of like, like all they, the work. if they put like people interacting with like the environment, or they put a cotton candy stand or something, they'd be like, "Well, let's look at the power functions," right? And ignored the whole fucking park. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The worst thing when you're talking about the drama, the worst thing Fox does or like most reality shows do it's like when they're just about to go to commercial break and they'll be like i'm coming through get it on my way and then the logo comes up and it's like smash oh my god no ah and then it comes back and nothing fucking happens like what mm-hmm. <laughs> like that glass I, I don't, you guys that. seem to be saying it's all fox like is it not like that for any i'm not saying no i'm saying it's all reality it's doing reality show, show. It's like, I, it's, Oh, it's all reality shows. It's all yeah. garbage. So, um, I, I was I, I was excited. I still am. I'm excited for this show, but I have very realistic expectations of what it is because of what it yeah. is and how I should feel about it and how I will feel about it. I'm gonna watch it eventually when it based, I like to say when it comes to me, I'm gonna watch it. For now, I'm not gonna watch it. Um. I hope uh hope some of these shirts appear on the show. That'd be dope. Because I know several people <laughs> some of the contestants own these shirts. So that'd be really cool if some of these shirts went on went on there. But there might be contractual reasons they can't do that. I don't know. Um what do they I want mean, to all, say about the show? I I think all of the teams are are, are uh <laughs> talented in, in terms of building, but there's a couple of teams on there that I could I could see from the first episode that that sort of excelled a little bit more than than others, and one of them is uh, Boone from uh, um, uh, Behind the Bricks. Uh, he has the shirts. He, yeah, I figured that he his uh, Timber Town that he built uh, was, was really cool. But I think I think the worst part about it was like they they got the spot the farthest away from where they had to put the put their their scene back in into place, and like as as they were moving it, they were like running over all these other bricks that were all over the floor as, as you, you know, you don't really, you're just throwing bricks everywhere. Uh, so they get all over the floor. And so they're rolling it over these bricks. And I think the, uh, the, the track that they use to lift up this big, huge um, roller coaster. So they had like this big tree and then they would lift this piece of the roller coaster with the, with the car on it up to the top. And then it would tip over and then like go back all the way down the, the the roller coaster it was really cool looking but when they finally came time to like they had to run it for for them for the judges and everything it got about halfway up and got stuck because something got uh, it, uh you know misaligned while they were moving it so it was it's like kind of sucked so uh i heard if uh, we'll come back and talk about this show after the whole season's over but i've heard some interesting things like uh, people believe the show is going to have a positive effect on the Lego economy, um, not at the levels of the movie in 2014, but still a positive effect, more so than not having a TV show, more so than maybe the Lego Movie 2 or the, the Ninjago or Batman movies, which would be nice because I'm, I'm selling at some conventions this year and I've got an online and a retail store, and, and it would just be nice if there was another boom, then I can experience it from my current state. Last time there was a boom like this, um, I 
I was ex experiencing the effects from that through someone else's business. And it just, it, it it's not the same as if I was receiving the, the benefits of being in of that time boom. frame. You know, before, before the show started, I, I had that same, same thought, right? Like it would be, as as a brick league seller, this might this might be beneficial. And I think watching the show, I I sort of stepped back from that thinking a little bit, uh, just because of how much they centered around the drama versus the building. But then I I it's funny for the for the week I felt myself wanting to build things, even though like I had no idea what I would want to build or anything. But um, like seeing Matt's Matt's tabletop. Uh, game there that that's really cool like I, I just want to I would love love to play that game just to be able to like build something and then like be have that piece be a part of the game that I played I think that would be kind of cool um, and I, I really like these like challenges that they do like they throw out this challenge and build something sort of like Lego ideas does the same sort of thing right like they, they throw out these challenges um, but back to the the show, you know, inspiring people to build. I think that might happen. I think if if Fox could could uh, center a little bit more about building and and what what pe things are building, I think people would get interested in it. I think that would be really be nice great for everybody. A bit more on technique of the techniques the builders are using, but you know, the show has potential to actually inspire new mockers, uh, which kind of is like. Is that why Lego bought Bricklink? Because they thought the show was going to inspire all these new mockers? It mm. could be. That's, I don't know. I don't know if I... I mean, to... I'm not saying it's a thing. I'm saying, you know, it could be. Uh, I don't think that's why they bought Bricklink, obviously. I think it's just a happy coincidence. Um, but yeah. I keep remembering and forgetting the other thing I wanted to say about the show. <laughs> it is a program. It is. Um, yeah, I, I'm not in a rush to watch it. Uh, you know, so the winner gets a hundred grand. And did did do you guys talk about the uh, fact that the whole things occurred? I, I mean, that's that's how it always goes, right? Reality TV is not live. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, we know somebody is quietly sitting on the grand prize right now. Yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, it, the, it's every, been... everyone who lost is quietly, spitefully, also NDAing about it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting that I mean, it, hundred thousand dollars isn't. I mean, it, it's life changing, but it's, it's not. It's pretty sweet. It's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not making a... your life a different life. It's it's life changing short term. It's not life changing long term, unless of course you invest it in some way that gives you uh, returns for the rest of your life in in some way, like opening a Bricklink store. Um, <laughs> so it, it's I mean it's nothing to it's nothing any of us would turn down, but it's it's. No. It's not like the person who won is going to be a different person after winning. They're just going to take care no. of some bills. <laughs> or open three. They're just like or open three like bricks and minifigure stores. <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not... It's pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if this show... Um, if it goes one more season and then they plan to go further, I think it's going to kind of follow the Forged in Fire route, uh, where the first and maybe the second Forged in Fire was this big thing where everyone's in the competition, and each week one person's eliminated, and eventually they just said, fuck it, it's episodic. Four people each show, one person wins, it's 30 minutes, bing, bang, boom. So it's year it's of like chopped now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everybody kind of went to the chop format. I think chop was kind of the first to do okay. it. Um, yeah. Take it out of that, like all encompassing huge competition. Then they'll just be like, you are a Lego master, not the first Lego master. I'm sure they say that every episode. Am I right? We'll find out. 
Who's the host? Is he some dink? It's Will Arnett. Will Arnett. He's actually pretty funny. Oh, it's Will Arnett. A little Arnett. cheesy. All right. Yeah. yeah he, he's pretty funny, but he's a little cheesy. Oh, sure. I, I, I thought the I thought the funniest joke he did was like he's standing up on the balcony with the two judge, two Lego designers uh, who are judges, and like it's getting the down judges to it. also they uh, they're different every week, which is cool. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because the the one designer was like he he built the uh, some of the uh, carousels and stuff like that um, for that first Theme episode. Park yeah, so they they they're the clock. They had fifteen hours to build their their scene, and it gets to it's getting to like the one hour, and, and Will's like, I asked the he's like talking to the judges. He's like, I asked the judges to subtly help. You know, let let the contestants know that there's one hour left, and then like two more seconds tick off, and it's like big sirens go off, everything turns red. Oh, it was hilarious. it was kind of funny. I thought so. it was like everybody's like, "Oh my god!" All right, I'm so sure if I will. if I I'm sure again. Will Arnett fucking hates being on that show, though. <laughs> you think so? I, I guarantee mean, it. he's he's doing oh, I've, it. I've heard he's a I've heard he's a notorious dick. Oh, okay. It's like it's it's not like he said no to doing the show. Well, people don't say no to money often. That's a cushy gig. They probably shot it in a week, right? So it's like, yeah, I'll take a million bucks. For well, I doubt it was more than one day. Per right, it, 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 no, I'm just. It, it was. I doubt it was less than one day per, because the build times are like an entire day. For each yeah. challenge, so yeah, you have eight hours. Blah blah blah. Go. Yeah, and I think it's eight episodes or so. So inside of two weeks, they could have got this done. I don't know how much how they want to push the 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 um the, the workload well, they, they, there. They had fifteen hours, and I oh, saw like I saw like one of the questions to one of the contestants is like. Did they make you do it all in fifteen hours straight, or did they break it up in certain times? And he was like, "Well, I don't know if I can answer that yet." So, I'm assuming like that fifteen hours is like spread over a couple of days, so that that would push. Yeah, they probably go like four hours, take a lunch break. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, a you, get, you gotta eat, probably... you gotta go to the bathroom. Like, there's a whole crew filming this thing that. You know, not everybody there is okay with 15 He's hours straight. Union. They're probably all union, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's I wonder, sitting there for 15 hours with a camera on their shoulder. I wonder what those breaks no did, um, positive and negative, for the contestants. Like, the, the, the time, wow. the downtime to think and to plan and how often you got that yeah. downtime. I wonder what that did for them. There's one team that like changed, like started completely over seven hours in, and like they were able to to finish. So yeah, there there had to have been a break where they had like yeah to think about what they were going to do. Yeah, Yeah. they came back at the break and they're like, "Hey, we don't we don't need that table over there already." (laughs) Just abandoned it. Um, Anyway, uh, Matt, when you dropped that, I was telling Ralph about the dynamics of the TT games and how it's the different types of characters can interact with different things in each level, and you'd have to keep swapping characters in order to achieve everything that could be achieved. And it's what I was saying to you earlier about... um, I don't know how much it applies to this game in particular or any of the games you would do, but... You can start color coding different things in your little build. Well, oh, yeah, I was I was going to use Lego in a few ways. Like, I don't know when I got cut off, but uh, in Mass Effect, characters have Omni tools on their wrists, and they can use these to interact with computers right about and there. stuff. So I was thinking about putting, like, the trans-neon uh, tiles on certain objects to indicate that they could be interfaced with uh, Omni tool. So that would just be a good indicator for you know engineer type characters or hackers um in a combat situation and then i was also going to start using studs to indicate how much damage was on sort of cover they're hiding behind because the characters can choose to hide while they're 
and if they don't get hit for a couple of rounds, their shields will regenerate it. So they might want to take cover, but if they're taking cover, people can blast that cover away, depending on what kind of cover it is and how much damage I could indicate that with studs stacking them on top. Just to say, like, you know, you don't have much longer behind this, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's fun ways to use the Lego. Um, the last session, I didn't take any pictures, but I created a sloped uh, forest. It's kind of like a landslide happened, and then they had to make an uphill battle. So I had all the trees and rocks and stuff. And so I had boulders, the two-part boulders that clicked together. I had those, yeah. and they would shoot them out, and I'd roll them down, and whatever figures they hit on the way down, <laughs> they would take Bowling. damage, and we'd roll that. And so, so that was pretty cool. Um, and a lot of that cover was a lot less safe you know they go behind a tree and it would get blown away or whatever by a grenade and so it created a changing battlefield you know trees would fall over so what was just a skinny piece of cover before they now have a long piece that they could crouch behind and stuff so it was pretty fun um yeah sounds cool yeah it was all right um it's definitely a good use of the medium like you can well, yeah, we uh, we talked about it a long time ago because someone in Lego Ideas was doing like the dungeon set, and I was like, "It's brilliant." No one else cared, but honestly, like I just have a bulk bin, and I was just like, "Dig around, build some shit." Yeah. Took a couple hours. It's, it's miniatures that you can customize as much as you want, as often as you want, for low cost. And yeah, like exactly. on the fly. And you don't even need to be as like I took time to make it all look sci-fi and like it belong, but you could just make walls out of red and yellow bricks if you really wanted. You can make it as easy as you want. Just having the stuff there really enhances the play experience of the map, the terrain, how much, you know, what's higher than the other thing. And you know, it was uh I'm trying to screen share again because, yeah, I also made my team little miniatures. I made them sig figs for their characters. There's the Krogan. I had to brick build him because they're big. Where are we doing here? Oh, yeah, and then uh, Asari, Quarian, Human, and uh, I didn't have a good head for the Drell, but, you know, there you go. They were quite happy to have little figs representing them. It's good times. So, so what's that? Is that just uh, three plates on top of each other for the torso? Uh, no. So I got the legs into a one by two with the grooves on it. Mm-hmm. And then I have a two by two tile or two by two plate. Then I have a axle, uh, just a two by two with the little wheel wells, oh, right, which, yeah, I, okay. which I've attached uh, claws onto, which I've then put just whatever you call those barrel pieces on, and he just got essentially a stud for a hand, which goes onto his shotgun. And then he's got this—I don't know what you call this one—a modified piece. Yeah. And then there's a one by two offset with a stud, and then I put. I don't know what these pieces are called. They're out of one of the new uh, Ice Samurai Ninjago sets, the one with the three t- the three tailed dog wolf thing in it. The shields. Yeah, they're like the shields that are on the little structure. Hmm. Yeah, so I just use that to sort of represent the crest of the the Krogan's head because they're big toad looking dudes. So are you using tape to like? Oh yeah, well, he, he, I put everybody in the black drawn uniforms from the CMF series. <laughs> he didn't have one, so I just taped a little logo to him. Oh, okay, okay. Which I made with a sharpie. <laughs> That's so awesome. he was matchy matchy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's creative. Like I, I think I like that first one, that first minifigure the best, just because this of, guy. Yeah, how creative he, you got with him. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got the you know Beastmaster uh, cowl on and. Uh, for the rest, you know, this is just a Blacktron head that's under the helmet. The Quarians actually wear a helmet very similar to this, so it's worked out great. But they're all very different. Like, they, ha- she has a stud on her back because they're kind of in an Enviro seat. I gave her a screwdriver and a trans-omni tool 
they use biotic abilities, which are kind of mental powers, but they can use them to power their punches. And this character in particular does fight hand to hand. And then, you know, here's the Krogan here again. And I jazzed up his backpack a bit. You can see that shield piece a bit better here. Yeah, it's that riot shield some, thing. I put some adornments on his back just to fill it out a little better so he wasn't just kind of top heavy. And then the human is just a sexy human, Blacktron. I gave him his helmet on the side because, you know, why not? And then the drill, I uh, gave him a Ninjago shoulder piece and a mask. And <laughs> this is the head from one of the magazine minifigs you got in the min- the magazines we don't have that in the u.s but we know what you're talking about you know we what do. i'm talking about we do yeah i don't know what you're talking about who knows i didn't know they had them in canada i thought that was a europe thing the, oh, the, the foil yeah. pouches that are like attached to magazines right mm-hmm. oh no well in our in these ones they they're in a bubble in a like yeah okay. magazine that's sort of got uh, a circle cut out in the cover of the magazine and the it's taped to the inside of the first we, page. We have books like that, most often found yeah. in places like Ollie's, but but we don't we don't have magazines like that. Yeah, well that's what like the Celtic Batman came in and a few things. Yeah. A few of the minifigas. Yeah, they come in books for us, like easy books, like little kids' books. Anyway. Um Yeah. Where yeah, I wouldn't s- go through. Where you trouble. see the Matt tabletop gaming in five years? <laughs> What's that? Where do you see Matt's tabletop gaming in five years? Oh, the, the like my brother wants to like kickstart it and stuff, or like Indiegogo it or whatever. And I'm just like, that's not the point. I don't even want to make money off it. The point is to like truly, my vision of it is to make tabletop gaming simple and accessible, and that's it, and cheap. You could play it on your phone with the dice roller. We could you could download the character sheets and make an app that just you you know add things and put the stats in and it has references to the stats and then you just shake it and it rolls your dice. It uses one type of dice. You know, you could literally play everybody could play with one twelve sided dice at a table and everybody just shares the dice. You know, the point is that Dungeons and Dragons is kind of bullshit. Because like it was great. And then they just kept redesigning it and new like fourth edition was ridiculous. And then they just did fifth and everyone's like, we love fifth. It's like, they're tricking you. They're not changing the game. They're just changing the game to change it so they can sell you a new thing. It's not better. It's just different. And they painted new pictures and they put fancier books than the last one. So you want it. It's just like, it's not a better game. Like, Anyways, a friend of mine is doing a very similar thing with uh, with kind of action figures all over, but most notably the the siege line of Transformers because of how many like interchangeable and swappable and customizable parts there are in that particular mainstream line of Transformers. He's doing a tabletop even it's on the floor because it's like it's big and yeah. it, the scale is a lot bigger than than like lego figures but he's doing a game very similar to that but mostly with seed stuff and while i don't care it seems really fun oh yeah for like what's that's fun for you you know i found a is he did he find a system online for that? Because I found one a few years back and I Maybe. downloaded the book and I tried to play it. It was well complicated. Because um, that's what these games do. Every time you face a question, how do I do this? They have to create a new rule. And that means a table. And that means a dice and a number system and a percentile and a, you know, probability factors and all this shit. And that's why these games get so complicated. And every stat you add adds to the level of things they affect. And it's just, that's why the books are this thick. And that's why there's a hundred books. Me and my brother, we're going to play a Transformers game. And we actually created all these characters that we were pretty happy with, actually. But then I think we'll end up running it through our system one day. But it had nothing to do with Optimus Prime nor Bumblebee. Fuck those guys. Yeah, I think he's he's... I mean, he's a Transformers fan, but I think it's more so 
how well Siege factors into the game because of the 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 weaponizers and target masters and the uh, the effect pieces and yeah now does all that does siege tie into the card game at all is he using any of the rules of the card game maybe just i don't think so the the transformers card game yeah the trading card game i don't think so um for all i know this is gonna be the rules to a completely different tabletop game, and he just happens to be subbing out everything. Yeah, yeah. With with because it's not just Transformers. He'll use other like action figures in there too. But He's it's pulling out Magic Missile Fusion Cannon. <laughs> but the 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 seeds just it with the customizability, like the the figures like Brunt and. Yeah. And uh, six gun that just kind of just explode into parts, and you can put six those parts on other garbage. ones. I thought he was going to be so cool, and I bought him, and I'm like, this thing's a piece of shit. He uh, barely makes cool, one gun. He barely did... makes one fucking gun. Yeah. I thought Brunt looked cool, but then I saw Brunt... him in person, and I was like, he's the little guy. I thought Brunt looked cool. He's not cool. What about, wait, Brunt? Full tilt? Brunt? Uh, did they make full tilt? I don't know if they're supposed to be the same thing. They're both purple. Just a couple purple dudes. The seeds I don't, don't know. stop. Is Brunt supposed to be full tilt? No. It's a different podcast now, isn't it? What do you think, Welcome Ralph? To I, I'm lost. After dark. Full tilt is the little purple thing that came with Trypticon. Yes. I'm not sure if Brunt is supposed to be full tilt or a new character or a different character altogether. I'm not sure. Knows. Could be. Uh, you guys... Brent, Brent looks cool, but he's a piece of shit. You're saying? Does he fall apart too? He's one of the ones he where he separates oh, into a hundred pieces to put on the other guys. But I thought the character design of Brunt looked cool. But then you know, I I'm not satisfied with the the new deluxe class. Like they're just too small of figures. Yeah, size is very important to me in in like collectibles. And yeah, if it's too small, it might as well not exist, in my opinion. Like I, I have no desire to own it if it's smaller than I want it to be. So when I saw him in person, I was yes. like, "Oh, he's he's deluxe class," which I knew because that's what's on the packaging. I get it. You know what Chris is like? Chris is like those girls who are like, "Don't even talk to me unless you six foot three." <laughs> Not have, interested. Uh, big toys for big boys. <laughs> so, did I tell you about that store in my na- in my town? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So there's Maybe you legit. Did. <laughs> I might have. There's legit a fucking store in my town that sold like drones and fucking RC cars and shit. And it was called Big Toys for Big Boys, right? <laughs> you might have. You might have. Now, you know what's worse? I might have said this before, but I'll say it again for those who missed it. What's worse is another store down the fucking street open, and it's in a way sketchier building, and they they could not rise above it. They couldn't they couldn't leave it alone, and they 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 weren't called this, but they had a banner, and they say, we sell bigger toys for bigger boys. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Why did they pick that to, like, challenge them? It's not cool. Like, no one's like, I'm a big boy in my RC helicopter. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I mean, is, do they have, like, a giant neon sign in the window that says, Air Hogs? Because... <laughs> You know they've got some giant promotional air hogs thing somewhere Three in the dogs. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't sell air hogs. This was more like, you know, the real the real intense remote control cars and shit. Is it like just RC or do they do they like airsoft? Like I'm they might to have done it. What what a big toy for a big boy would be. I'm not going in there, man. It, I wouldn't feel safe. Like that's I don't. A, want, that's a little boy. I don't want to meet the guy. Place. 
who thinks marketing to big boys is a good idea. I'm just not interested in talking to that guy, you know? I don't have anything positive to say to that man. I'm probably going to make... I get in trouble for this from my girlfriend all the time. Making fun of places out loud with no restraint. I went into an empty furniture store. That's always empty because their furniture is way too expensive. And I can afford the furniture in the store. I don't dress like I can afford it because I don't give a shit, you know. But I'm walking through the store and I'm making fun of everything. Because a lot of it's tacky or cheap or just ridiculous. And they have some nice stuff and some stuff I would buy. But even some of the tacky shit, I'd buy it to put in a movie depending on if I needed that. But like after about 15, 20 minutes, the manager comes by and I'm like sort of late talking about a chair that just looked ridiculous anyways. Uh, And he goes, are you having a good time? I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Like he was so salty. Anyways, I'm not uh, liked in certain stores because I can't. I can't hold in the comedy. I can't hold it in. I'm the same exact way, and I have my own store, so it's dangerous. Um, (laughs) What's what's Randall's line from Clerks? You just have to rip into the occasional customer? That's me. That's me to a T. Like, I'll go up front. I don't work the counter, thankfully. But I'll go up front, and I will just start verbally expressing my discontent with like another business or some kind of practice that has nothing to do with my store or anyone in my store. But, you know, maybe it gets a rise out of someone who's in my store at the moment. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. (laughs) I just want a reaction. Hell yeah. So, um, you don't want a sale. You want a reaction. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't care about a sale. Just, I want to hear you go, you know, never mind, and leave. I just wanted that to happen. <laughs> Get out. Well, thanks very much for watching, uh, building up to it. I think everyone knows where to find Ralph nowadays. He's on the. Yeah. You can say it he... one more time if you truly desire. Ralph Bricks. Right God. there on the screen. Right there it is, right Dog. on the screen. You can find him on Scream Dogs on Bricklink. Uh, be sure you watch all the Scream Dog channels on the Scream Dog network. Uh, shows like Enter the Scream Dog and Eight Weeks. <laughs> Beer and nope, Bolt are 40 weeks. Scream Dogs. <laughs> that, that one's off too. You know, there's other shows out there. I feel like none of them mention us, right? They all mention us. So. But I don't think any of them listen to us. Shout out to Frogman. <laughs> Frogman left a comment, oh, and yeah. I would not have guessed that Frogman listened to the show. Maybe he's listened all along. I don't know. He's a frog gentleman. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget. I was trying to remember.